Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour. I'm Becky. And I am Laird. Happy anniversary. I know it is. It's uh, one year that we've been doing this shit. (laughs) I wouldn't describe it as shit. (laughs) I think people, for some reason, enjoy it. Yeah, well, it, it, it's cool that we, we've we uh, committed to actually do this for a year, and this is will be our 31st episode? Yes. So, you know, we're actually, you know, we're actually making this happen, pounding it through. I know. We um, uh, had, some, had some breaks in there. <laughs> we had some breaks in there, you know. I had a baby at one point, and then the summer kind of happened, and then we had our break between season one and season two. And but, life. And life happened, yeah. And then so, yeah. But it's it's been a fun year. I've been, I've had a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, it is, and you know, it's it's an episode a day, and you do one episode. You know, not an episode a day, but like whenever you do it, you jump in, you do the episode, and it works. You know? Yeah. So, you know, it it made me think though that. Um, what do you think about this? How every day of the year has a you know it's National X Day. I don't know. I mean, it's a little bit silly, but at the same time, it can be also fun. Yeah. Okay. So, do you want to take a guess of what today, what today's is? January eighteenth. What is today? Is uh, National Thesaurus Day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, we should do our best today to use other words than we normally use. I'm not using utilize. Damn it! I tried. Didn't notice I teed you up for the use. Oh, you did. Utilize is not a synonym for use. Oh, okay. Well, well, damn it. And then you know, but also, how can it be more than one day? But it is because I'm sure that you'll like this one. It is National Winnie the Pooh Day. Aw, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I like that Winnie the Pooh has his own day. Yeah, well, but how do how do you subscribe? You know, how do how do you go? I want a day of my own. You know, I don't know. Happy Jackass Day. Hey, it's Lawrence Day. <laughs> Isn't that September 29th? Oh, stop. Oh, stop it. But yeah, it's like <clears throat> earlier this year, it was, yeah, it was, and I, I did a Twitter poll. I said, what day is today? It's, is it National Trivia Day? Is it National Spaghetti Day? Or is it all of the above? None of the above. It was, of course, all of the above. Cause, and so it just, it, you know, you got national days for this you've got national you know uh month days and all that type of stuff so well you know there are certain days i i really like um national margarita day pie day is always fun all right here i got a calendar up let's see what else here's um national popcorn day 19th okay that popcorn favorite type of popcorn come on favorite Where, popcorn yeah butter butter not caramel no not not cheese Nope. Mm, okay. Um, it, because the next day is National Cheese Lovers Day. Oh, I do love cheese, though. So there, there you go. And then National DJ Day. Okay. Uh, I don't care about that. It, but January 20th, National Penguin Day. Okay. So, you know. but then, are cute. You know, but then it just goes completely off the rails with na- uh, National Museum say, uh, Selfie Day. Oh, my goodness. So it's you that- taking a picture at a, at a museum. <laughs> That yeah, that that one's. Uh, I, I, out there. I won't be participating in that one. No. And then let's just go ahead and. Uh, <laughs> God bless. We're only on January twenty first, so we're only like three days from now. But National Banana Bread Day, mm-hmm. National Hugging Day, and National Squirrel Appreciation Day. <laughs> Squirrels need appreciation. Squirrels! Why? <laughs> They're rats with fancier outfits. <laughs> Crap. Wow. All right. Well, now now we know your disdain for the fuzzy little squirrel. 
Uh, I mean, they're rodents. <laughs> yeah, they're they're jackasses for sure. <laughs> now that is national jackass because they get in your attic and you know, then they're they play on your roof and they're like, dun, 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 you know, they're just. And then when, when you're when you're driving right, and the squirrel runs out. And then it sees you, and rather than continuing to run, it decides to go back, and then you hit it. Yeah, and then, then they can't celebrate their next day, which is the <laughs> celebration of life day. Oh my God. <laughs> um, we could go the entire episode going day by day, and I could, I could string them all together. Oh, wow. All right, I'm closing that browser. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Anyway, so it's been oh, a year. Oh, crap. You, were you not recording any of that? No, I was. I'm oh, just my got, God. I just got you. <laughs> Where, readers, if you know where, uh, readers, excuse me, listeners, do you even know where I can find a jackass car for National Jackass Day? Because I think I need to buy one. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's jump back in. All right. So, um, Han- the Hanover. Mm-hmm. Well, who was this guy? The president of Personal Lines. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Dan Halsey. Okay. He wrote this article I found on propertycasualty360.com about the five common themes that they see um, in successful independent insurance agents. Lots of customers. (laughs) Uh, Not exactly. (laughs) That would define a very successful agency to me. I mean, yes, but there are other other things besides having lots of customers because anybody can have lots of customers. Traits. Um, the source day. Traits. Traits. Traits of a, um, of a successful insurance brokerage. Right. Um, that they are using and helping to drive their profitable growth. They analyzed, he said, over uh, more than 1,500 agents. Okay. Well, jump. I, I, I have not seen this article. Okay. Uh, they are engaging proactively with their customers. Okay. Would you would you agree that a successful agent is engaging proactively with their customers? Yes. <laughs> that was but, all of last week's episode. I, I, <laughs> all of last week's episode was that. Was it last week? Yeah. Um, but but he says that two or more proactive con, uh, contacts, your customers are ten percent more likely to stick. Well, no kidding. I mean, engaging, talking. I mean, um, y- you know, I'm I'm getting this. Uh, all right, but but to, you you talked last week. You went on a rampage about lazy agents, and so mm-hmm. there are agents out there who are not doing this. No, I'm saying you know of those 1,500. I mean, I would say that more than half of them, more than two thirds of them, are not doing that. Yeah, and they they were cherry picking. But the the thing is, is that it's it's customer engagement, and it blows my mind because. I, I went to five and below a few weeks ago and you, you know, there, there's good customer engagement and there's bad customer engagement and walked in the five, five and below and like everybody behind the counter yelled at me, welcome to five and below. And they had people in line from like, they're yelling. And so when I finally get to checking out some three or four people come in and they're just like, they're drones. Welcome to five and below. And it really gave the wrong message. It reminded me of that, that movie Idiocracy where, mm. you know, they walk into Costco. It's like, welcome to Costco. I love you. Welcome <laughs> to Costco. I love you. You know, it's the yeah. wrong message. And <clears throat> so it needs to be not only a proactive message, but it needs to be an on-point message. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the, he also says that of, of these agents that they looked at, 
those who averaged two or more contacts per year were growing 55% more than than those who were not doing that. Exactly. I mean, it's it's just following up. It's following up on the relationship, not on the lead, not on the policy, not on the claim, not on any of that. It's following up on the relationship. So obviously renewal, that would be one touch point. What would would you think the other touch point should be? Well, you know what? Sometimes as today, anniversary. Yeah. Uh, Being an anniversary of your your agency. Saying it doesn't have to be every year either. It could be, you know, milestones, three, five, ten years, whatever it may be. But anniversaries is definitely a good one. Um, Major events. Instead of, um, you know, when someone calls calls in and said, hey, I have a baby, I've got life insurance or whatnot. You know what? Sometimes a follow-up, maybe two or three weeks after, just going, hey, how's everything going? Right. Well, I think – Close, close. Post-sale. Right. I I mean, and to his point, he doesn't say this specifically, but I would say it would have to be personal contacts, not necessarily – I mean, and you could automate it to an extent, but this is not – including your a newsletter if you send it out or a holiday email right it would have to be somewhat personalized to that customer correct it could be to what i would consider a proactive customer engagement correct proactive curated yeah yeah engagement Mm -hmm. so number two prioritizing the customer experiment experience first of all we need to get like you know sound effects oh it's like number two (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's what i have you for yeah all right go for it number two what was that again prioritizing the customer experience Mm, i think i know what that means but why don't you uh enlighten right so i mean obviously customers are changing Mm -hmm. right they are changing constantly hopefully they get stinky if they didn't. Um, and what they expect changes. Like what they expect now in 2019 is different than what they expected 10 years ago out of their insurance experience. Um, for example, now everybody expects 24-7 access to service. Mm-hmm. So being able to use your resources and technology to be able to provide a service 24-7 would be one way you are prioritizing the customer experience. Okay. Um, so, you know, using customer service call centers or having a chat bot who can answer simple questions on your website or having information on your website where a customer can go and download a claims form in the middle of the night or start that process in the middle of the night when your office is closed, right? It's kind of one way he, he talks about that. Well, that's a continuation of the, uh, you know, building a experience to improve the relationship. Right. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm gather, gathering a theme here that I think I'm going to be able to put together at the end. So, okay. but, uh, excuse me, the, uh, you know, using technology, using what is at your disposal to create either from the carrier, from your own website, from an app, whatever it may be, building an, an experience that can engage with the consumer and continue to build that relationship is, is of course, always going to be a good thing. Yeah. Um, number three. Number three. <laughs> that was kind of weak. <laughs> <laughs> Focusing on the account. So – you know, he, he references that monoline auto or home customers have an average retention rate of about 
whereas agents who have both the auto and home policies see 92% retention. And even better, if they have the auto and home with the same carrier, they're seeing 96% retention. You know, that, first of all, that's that's a mechanism more of uh, property is more sticky. Right. It's harder to, to move that. Um, and But, you know, also whenever you are, you know, you have auto and you have home and you, you're a homeowner and you have everything under one policy, people start to get this illusion. And it's something that, you know, you want to, you want to, convey that illusion whenever you're trying to keep business, but also you want to make sure that you're not scared of that illusion if you're trying to win business, is that it's not really hard to move someone's insurance. It's if you create a great experience to get them to move from a direct or an incumbent or whatever it may be, then then you can do it. And so, you know, with those having high retentions, it's really saying that consumers are lazy. Yeah. I mean you don't have a proactive, and you we've talked about it on the shows. You have a very proactive insurance agent that reaches out, that talks to you, and it, it's created a great relationship where you actually brag about your agent. Mm-hmm. And you know, whenever you have built a good relationship that does, you know, first of all, engages with them, touches them, uh, gives them the tools and the services that they need, you're building that relationship and you're keeping it, maintaining it. And so really this, this piles into number two, where it's saying, you know, you give them the tools to make sure that they feel comfortable with staying with you. Yeah. And, uh, but that, that's a no brainer. You, you, the more you have with someone, the, the more sticky they are. Yeah. He talks about, um, that the Hanover estimates only about 32% of customers in the IA channel have package accounts with common effective dates. So that's actually a great opportunity for just going out and trying to grow. Correct. And, and having the, the effective dates, you know, tied up and, you know, in synced up, then that means that you're not, instead of contacting them, you know, four times a year because you're touching each policy twice a year, you can actually touch them two, maybe three times on that singular renewal event. Right. Right. So number four. Number four. Yes, much, I dabbed. <laughs> much better. Um, being selective in your carrier partners. Okay. Right, because yep. you you talk to a lot of agents. I've talked to a lot of agents that there there is the vanity list. Yes, right where you have where there is a list of carriers that an agency may be appointed with, but they're not really placing their business with you know a quarter or more of that that list. Yeah, it's you know we actually a lot of times call that the uh, the ego list. Yeah. And agents um, will not do well for themselves or the carriers whenever they, um, um, uh, they, they have too many carriers to work with. Because if you have 10 carriers, and 10 carriers is actually a small number of carriers for a lot of agencies. When you have 10 carriers, if you equally placed all that business with all 10 carriers, they're only getting 10% of your business. You're not special to them. Right. And if you look at the large growing agencies that are able to focus and demand higher commissions from their books and that have better relationships with their carriers, they have, you know, they, they really focus on a small subset of that. Now that's, you know, that, that statement is a little, you know, non altruistic, I guess, um, because of course they want to be the darling in the room from a carrier perspective, because this is from Hanover. And I like the guys over at Hanover. Great. It's, but you know, they want to be the darling in the room. They want to be the, the chosen one. 
And But it is true that whenever you have 20 carriers and you can't properly using technology, and there's a lot of technology that's out there that uh, allows you to actually do this is that you can actually distribute those those that business to who it's going to work with best right not just a full panel and so you know sometimes technology can help you but also we need to get move past the ego list it, you know you, you, really a good agency operates between five and five and seven property carriers right well i mean it's not just the number of carriers but you also want to have carriers who um are going to be supportive of you as an agent. They're going mm-hmm. to be, you know, are going to provide your customers a good experience as well. Yeah. I mean, hopefully your customers don't ever have to have an experience um, because the only times they will, will be in a claims event. But, um, you know, going back to kind of our three-legged stool anal- analogy, um, you know, agents are, are the face of the carriers, but the carriers are also servicing these customers and the agent has no control over yeah. that other than selecting who, what carriers they're going to work with. Okay, so we're at number four, right? Yes. Okay, so number four, number one, two, and three, and four at this point have been all about relationships. Right. It's It's been about communicating uh, with your clients, giving them the tools to, to make that happen, uh, having the right mix of carriers, and um, you know, being there for them. So yeah. it's all about relationship. Right. And I think number five is is really kind of goes in hand in hand with number four because he talks about agents who partner with carriers that have a deep understanding of agency performance arm themselves with valuable information while positioning their agencies for future success. Wait, so, wait, wait, you 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 didn't let me say number five. Oh, I'm sorry. Ready? Yes. Number five. Better much better okay all right what was that one again okay so he says agents who partner with carriers that have a deep understanding of agency performance arm themselves with valuable information while positioning their agencies for future success okay so really that just goes it's kind of going through but but what that really says is something that i had uh, mentioned in insurance business america that article Mm -hmm. is that it's data analytics understanding your business right and a lot of agencies they collect a lot of metrics but also the carriers can help them with more metrics to give them a different insight, a different look. I see. I wonder how much agents are actually are collecting matri- metrics. There are metrics that they can can get and should be getting, but how many are actually getting it and not, looking at it? Not many. And the and the ones that that are, it, it's you know sometimes they they're limited by their management system, right? Um, or or even their their rating platform, the sales, where they don't have advanced reports that can tell you like you know where your business is going, why is it not selling, you know the the worst thing is, is that, it, you know, one thing that always gets, you know, people look at loss ratios. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're having a horrible loss ratio. Um, you know, and then, you know, we're, we're going to probably stop writing, you know, we're going to stop letting you write us and all this. But also uh, agencies never really do the reverse is what, why do I keep rating this carrier whenever they never, ever actually bind a policy? Why am I wasting my resources? Why am I, you know, going over there and trying to bind? And then all of a sudden, because they order additional reports, it cancels out the, the policy. And so, you know, agencies need to be looking at metrics. And, you know, really, frankly, a lot of vendor systems from management systems to rating systems do not give them the tools that they need to really understand their business. They get a high level view, but also they're not always looking at the KPIs that actually matter. 
Right. And and you have to be an involved owner. You have to be there looking at all of these everything that's in there to understand exactly where where your business is and is not going. Right. That's so wow. I, I thought they were all gonna be relationship based. Like I was really going for that. No. <clears throat> Came close. Yeah, close. Yeah, it's horseshoes and hand grenades and nuclear <laughs> weapons. <laughs> yeah, so those five five uh, traits. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, th- th- those are all good. Th- those are fantastic. I could I could see and get behind all of those. It just leads back into a, it's a relationship game. Relationship, but also data. Yeah, data, and you know, um, there was a you, we we've talked about it for over a year. Some people have picked it up. I always I'm not I'm not naming names or pointing fingers, but sometimes people will. Uh, uh, reappropriate our uh, our content sometimes, and one of them is is that um, a lot of times there's a lot of uh, people forget the basics. Yeah, you know, you you hear a lot of talking heads in the industry, and you know, I'm one of them that will that will say, "Hey, you need to do this. You need to do that." It's it's about SEO. It's about marketing. It's about emails. It's about all these types of things, and it's always about marketing and getting new business. But a lot of times, people forget that. While it's great to be a fantastic marketer and do podcasts and all of those types of things and videos and and post on Twitter and Facebook and all that, sometimes you got to get back to basics mm-hmm. and you know the basics of how to run a business, how to run an insurance agency, how to vet your book of business, how to understand you know how to be a better closer. I mean, great. You, your marketing effort brought in a bunch of leads and you're able to have a really great relationship and you, you've raised your retention rate from 82 to 92 to 95, 96%. That's fantastic. But if you're not closing new business, you're not growing. You, you need to, you need to work on that. And there's an old article that I wrote, which was, um, how a good retention rate is masking your business's failure right effectively is that while you you sit there and you go well i've got a great retention rate but if your law if you've got a 95 percent retention rate but you have a thousand policies then that means that if you're at 95 percent you are losing 50 policies right mm-hmm. and you know a thousand policies is actually a small number let's say it's ten thousand policies now you're losing 500 policies so that means in a year you have to sell a new policy a day or one to two new policies every single day. If you take out weekends and all that, it is two policies a day for you to just keep your losses from, you know, your, right. your retention. You're, you're not, you're not, you're just staying stagnant. You're not even growing. Right. So just a basic retention rate where you go, Hey, my retention is 95%. That's fantastic. But if you're, but every year you retain 95, 95, 95, 95, and you're not growing or going, you know, getting six, seven, 8% more cumulative on top of that, then you're losing. And I think that, you know, that's some of the things that we need to bring in on this, this podcast is to really start talking about, you know, the basics. Yeah. Talk about the basics of how to run a business, how to run being an insurance. And, you know, it might it might get boring for a while, but <laughs> I, I, I think that some people that listen to this, that listen to more for our banter, mm. you know, like skip the, the middle section, the middle 15 minutes. <laughs> when we're talking <laughs> we're about, about the insurance. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. A year ago we started, I was like, I don't know how, how, how much we're going to have topic-wise. Yeah. We'll see how long this lasts, and here we are a year later, still going. Yeah, and, and the the industry and the world creates topics for us. So. Yeah, they do. 
and you know i do like the the rare episode you know kind of i'm i'm now reminiscing i'm i'm looking back um you so know, okay well finish your thought and then i have a question okay i have questions too um but you know looking back it, it's shoot i forgot what i was going to say <laughs> You're getting old. Uh, no, I, you, you you threw me off because then you said I have a question for you, and I'm like, ooh, I want to know her question. And I was like, but I have a question too. Um, but you were reminiscing about the last year, yeah. Just whenever you, you oh, this is what it is. Um, it might be your questions. Is sometimes I, I I think back in some of the best episodes were the ones where we just riffed, yeah, and we and we went the whole episode without having a topic. I mean, there was a lot of times that we, we was like, I got nothing. Let's just riff. Let's just go. You know, <laughs> I've got a basic idea. Sometimes we have the articles and stuff like that yeah but uh, go What's okay so my my question um was what what kind of what episodes from the past year stand out in your mind that are are, are some of the more memorable for you <sighs> the millennial episode the, the, the first one part, or the second one the the two-part so one together we, yeah, them together the the two-part episode was was really cool because first of all that was one that i was I was the, you know, we flip sides. Yeah. You, you know, Normally you, I'm the one bringing the content. And, correct. And so yeah. I went through, and it was also a ton of content to it go was. through. So I like that. Um, the one we did from Elevate was a good one. That's um, one we did too from Elevate. The, yeah, either or. It, yeah. it was just the fact that we did it out on the road. And yeah, that was fun. It, it, was, it was down there and, you know... <laughs> It was some of the commentary that wasn't recorded at all. Where we were just <laughs> we we're sitting there and we were done recording. We were about to pack up and everything, and we were looking down the hallway. And people were coming, in and we were just sitting there talking to each other side by side through the mics. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a fun experience doing it at Elevate. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Uh, the second InsureTech episode with Justin mm-hmm. for sure stands out in my mind. Why is that? It was a funny episode. <laughs> uh, whenever, whenever you are, uh, I mean, it, that that was first of all. When I'm laughing so hard, I have to turn my head away from the mic because <laughs> I just I can't. Yeah. Well, it, it, it was also you know the the first episode was memorable for another reason because because <laughs> we were awful. We were awful. Like I, it was a pure apology for anybody listening to that episode that episode if you made it through that episode thank you oh god <laughs> i'm glad you're still listening yeah and, and, and what's so what's horrible about it is is that halfway through it got interrupted we had to stop it in the middle <laughs> yeah. and so i had to listen to the entire episode to splice that usually if, if i know there's nothing to splice i'll just sit there throw the opening the intro and the open and the exit on there and go and i don't have to slice and dice or do anything on that but holy crap i had to listen for when that was and i was like oh crap that was, that was fun uh, that one, um, and then the, this one goes kind of way back. I think it was our last episode before I left on maternity leave, where we talked about why we started this podcast. Yeah. Well, um, you know that that's one thing that I think that we'll be revisiting on someone else's podcast is Ooh. we got kind of invited to another podcast to do a, a show. Did about, we actually answer that we were going to do that? Because I, I don't know that we did. I think, I think so. we just kind of goofed oh, around back no, and what forth. You, did, you, you start throwing me under the bus. <laughs> it is part of my job description. Uh, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, I think, I think, uh, well, this will be the formal saying, yes, we will do the podcast vortex. Okay. There, 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 there Julie, there, you, you now know, give um, us a call, Julie. <laughs> 
<laughs> so she's got to wait. wait to get the episode to Ashley. <laughs> I'll email her tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, <clears throat> no, um, yeah, that 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 was good. And you know, I'm I am glad that we started this podcast. Me I too. think it's been good. In fact, um, just I've had more and more people like bring up the fact that we're doing the podcast, and you, you know, everybody like really assumes that it's part of our day jobs, right? And so I I see that, and I'm like, actually, that's not <laughs> really. Yeah, and, and and we really try to push away from that because there's some things that you know I'm really talking from whenever I'm speaking, I'm I'm speaking from someone who's an observer of the industry and a, and a lover of the industry. Yeah, lover, and it's <laughs> wrong word, but hey, whatever. I guess it works on National Thesaurus Day. <laughs> Is this still National Thesaurus Day? I feel like we've been talking so long. And- <laughs> You're saying that this episode is going is has bored you to another calendar day. I didn't say it bored me. I just feel like we've been talking forever. <laughs> We're not even at 30 minutes yet. <laughs> we've been all over. Like we started one place. When uh, we've just been all over. We're, we're like, <laughs> well, I think that's kind of par for the course on insurance happy hour, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that well that was the 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 whole thing of starting it is that you know we would sit there and you know as we talked about in that episode why we started is like we we just go riff for hours on end in front of other people and be just like oh well, this is and you know we're still we still know that you know there's an association with our company yeah and that when we're doing this it's you know we try to stay you know normal online i mean this is how we really are and we talk about it but we don't talk about it under the guise of of corporate you know yeah and so you know it allows you to to be a little bit freer but it's really showing and this is what i like about the the show overall is it, it shows the passion of how we feel about this industry there's a lot of people that are you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying in the insurance industry, but in, in lots of industries, they do things like this because they are trying to build a brand. And, you know, you see it on YouTube, you see it all over the place where someone gets into a little bit of a niche and then they, they try to build a brand around that niche. And sometimes it just, you know, this is gonna, never going to go anywhere. You know, we're not going to be you know, massive podcasters and all that. Yeah. Because we're not, gonna, we're not making money from this. <laughs> Sponsorships are still open. If you want one. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, it, it's, it, we're, it's a pretty cool, it's, it's been fun. It has been. And, um, and you know, I look, I look forward to more fun this year. I mean, we, we haven't planned out, you know, if we take it on the road where we're going to be going, except for probably insure tech again. Or a bar. Or a bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I was thinking about doing one from Care Exchange, actually. Oh, yeah. So you, you have that. Uh, we'll have to figure out how we do that. That day's pretty scheduled. but <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's usually it, – there, there's usually a time for, for to do it. True. But, uh, yeah, there, there's going to be lots of opportunities. I think that uh, trade shows are – you know, I'm going to be going to less this year. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know – Get get as much as we can out. Holy crap! It got dark outside, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It's nighttime here, <clears throat> but uh, yeah. yeah. I it, mean, just a, a couple other ones that I that you talked about brand. And I'm like that actually reminded me of like that that one where we talked about can a person be a brand? Mm-hmm. 
I, that one stands out. In yeah, because because you got props on Twitter. People are like <laughs> propping you up, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, people. I mean, yeah, people have opinions on that, and I I enjoy talking about it. Um, and then I think our season two opener was fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, well, since people are are now listening. First few episodes were a crapshoot, but um, <laughs> probably don't want to go back and listen no. to the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go remaster that, by the way, so I did go listen to it. Was it terrible? No, it okay. wasn't. It was fine. It was. It was. It was definitely getting the groove. You, we, it's getting our groove back was the one when you came back, but no, it was. The, it was getting the groove of actually going through it. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, wanted to you know to the people that are listening, make sure you um, you why don't you tweet us your favorite? Uh, yeah, if you've been listening for a while, what what's been one of your favorite episodes from the past year? Yeah, and so hold on, we're at thirty episodes, thirty average of thirty minutes an episode. Well, probably more than that, but let's say thirty minutes for my math to be so fifteen hours of listening of Insurance Happy Hour. Hmm? Boy, kind of... if anybody's been around listening to the first episode, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Um, Some guy in the Ukraine. Almost probably. <laughs> um, but you can find us on Twitter. I'm Becky L. Schroeder. Laird is L. Rixford. And tweet using the hashtag insurance happy hour. Make sure you subscribe. I don't care where. Wherever you like. <laughs> where, wherever, wherever you want to subscribe. Dallas Morning News. <laughs> Washington Post. Let, let's clarify. To the podcast. Oh, okay. It's just like, you know what? You know, subscribe. <laughs> To Insurance Happy Hour mm-hmm. on your favorite podcast app. So, would we ever do this on YouTube? Would we ever like actually record this? Like, have As you a seen a, a recorded podcast? Yes. What do you think of those? I actually, I used to love watching it. Um, Unmarketing has a podcast that they call Unpodcast, mm-hmm. and they used to do it. Um, Is it unfunny? It's actually funny. Oh, um, well, but- they used to do it. They used to do it and put it up on on YouTube and. At one, at some point, they stopped. I never, they never explained why. They just stopped putting it up on YouTube. And about two months in, I was like, "Are they still recording?" And, then so and yeah. just not putting it up on YouTube. So then I went into my podcast app and saw they were recording and just doing the pod, the audio file, and not not video anymore. And so I had to go back and listen to like two months of of episodes I missed. Like, <laughs> you can play catch up, <laughs> yeah. like damn it, I'm on. But I enjoyed watching that um, every week when they did it. But I mean, it's just like watching. People talk. Yeah. Well, the, the the reason I asked that is that I <clears throat> went to lunch earlier this week and uh, was sitting there, and you know, you know how I like to sit in the bar area and the the bar tops and mm-hmm. all that. And uh, I was just watching some show on ESPN where they were doing the radio show and they were just filming them do the radio show, and I'm like, damn, that's repurposing content right there. <laughs> <laughs> you get a radio show and a TV show, and at one point they had someone on the phone and they just showed the uh, the meter bars on the panel yeah. of like is the person talking, and so that was the that was the TV show during that time was <laughs> just the meter going up and down, up and down, up and down, and I'm just like, boy, that's lazy, that's lazy broadcasting. Yeah, but uh, all right. Well, I think I think we've beat this one down. <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, having a good weekend. Yeah. All right. Well, just just make sure that you don't run over any squirrels on the way home because they got to make it to Celebration of Life Day. <laughs> okay, I will try not to. Because we know you hate squirrels. <laughs> Do you swerve to hit squirrels? 
I try not to. But but uh, so you tried not to swerve to hit him, or you no? Just... I try. I just try not to swerve. Okay, so you 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 gun him down. You just mow <laughs> them <laughs> down. No, I just try to like it's it's their fault if they... <laughs> if they can't get out of the way. So you just mow them down. You make no attempt to get to move. <laughs> it's a freaking rodent. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, do you do you even wait to go home before you get the uh, the car wash and spray their dead carcass from your vehicle? I've actually never hit a squirrel. Thank you very much. <laughs> what unfortunate animals have you hit? I hit a cat once. <laughs> a cat or a cow? Cat. Okay. Cat. Uh, and then good. I wasn't driving, um, but I was in the car when my friend hit a raccoon. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a funny story. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, I think I was a senior in high school. And we we were all hanging out at a friend's house. And we had gone out for some reason, come back. And, and she ran over a raccoon coming back. But she stopped and looked in the rearview mirror. And it looked like he was still moving. Mm-hmm. So she decided to try to back up. <laughs> she ran over again. <laughs> she missed the first time. <laughs> These girls crying their eyes out because they're running over the track. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, 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 Mary, I think you hit the raccoon. No, let's back up and make sure. Well, we didn't want the raccoon to suffer because I mean, she hit it. It was sitting there, like hurt. In the so did she put the parking brake on, park on it, and like you know, spin the tire up like she's drag racing? No. <laughs> Blood and guts going all over. Oh, but we named him Ricky. <laughs> was that an ex-boyfriend or something? No, it was just we. We always talked about Ricky the raccoon. <laughs> Ricky the raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. No, I've not ever hit a squirrel. Okay. All right. Killer. I did have a dog hit me once. <laughs> <laughs> just walk up and like. Oh, it yeah. bounced off the hubcap. <laughs> I checked in my rear mirror. It was alive. Just ran off. <laughs> All right, killer. Uh, come on. Roadkill, what have you done? Uh, roadkill, huh? <clears throat> snake. Yeah. And I uh, I don't like snakes. Mm. So I might have aimed. <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel bad about that one. No, I don't. I feel bad about the cat I hit. Yeah. Yeah. Tom. Yeah. Poor Tom. All right. Well, I think it's about time that we get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I think so. All right. Well, uh, it's been fun. And we'll hopefully we, uh, we'll be uh, having the second year anniversary next year. I look forward to that. Yeah. Well. Well, I guess you catch you on the flip side next week. Next oh, week. wait, wait, next week. Uh, shit, this outro is horrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next week, I'm going to be. Um, we're going to have to skip next week's most likely. Well, we, we might pre-record it, but I'll be at the IAOA in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, every time I look at those, I, I I see that and I say it in my head. I think of that the walk like an Egyptian song. Hey oh, hey oh, hey. <laughs> it, it takes conscious effort to say it because there's just all vowels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, as I was trying to do before, it's been fun and thanks for listening. 
you're still here. It's over. Go home. Go. 